Um, I'm just waiting for this fucking thing to cool down. That's really where we're at, folks. We're at the point where we're actually just trying to kill the last 35 seconds while we wait for this fucking nail to cool down. Look up that story about, like, the Hashassins or Hash Assassins or whatever the fuck. It's spelled like Hash with Assassin. 600 degrees is too spicy for me. I haven't adjusted the dab right yet. I just know that it's too spicy for me, and I let it go down to about 570 or 560. God, I've been yawning so much. Like, I can't believe I did this for fucking years. I've only been back on this shit for, like, eight weeks, and I am, like, a shocked that I did this for years this type of grinding I just can't even fucking believe it What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 66 of the podcast. Oh man, today's a glasses down episode, folks. I'm uh, extremely sleep deprived and very just tired and worn down, so my eyes are going to be open and then they'll be closed throughout the episode, so I figured let's just put the glasses down. I also have a headache too, and the bright lights from the filming are, you know, getting me. So we're doing a glasses down episode today. Just wanted to give you a heads up before we started. So uh, if you guys want to get extra stoned like me, make sure you roll those joints, pack your bowl, heat up your nail, let's kick it, smoke, and hang out for the next hour or so. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter on bmsglass.com. This is going to be the best way to stay up to date on drops, giveaways, everything we do at Bear Mountain Studios, because we have a big Sunday sale on the 18th coming up, and then we also have an accessory sale. I think coming up this Friday, which means it might already happen by the time this episode comes out, but we will see. Really leaving it up to my wife because it's a lot of work for her to do photos, edit, and get all the listings put on the website. So I try not to set dates on those accessory drops anymore because I did it once with that first one and it kind of stressed her out. So I basically just played it by ear. I'm like, whatever you're ready, honey. Um, but yeah, we have some really cool slurper sets, some RBR spinner caps. We got a bunch of cool stuff for that accessory drop, which I'm really excited to put out there. And uh, hopefully some people scoop up some stuff and get some accessories. We'll see what happens. Oh, man. But it feels good to smoke a joint. I'll tell you what, I have not smoked a joint in probably two weeks. Been just ripping my bong like crazy. Haven't been taking a lot of dabs. Um, just life's just been wild, you know? Sometimes uh, I'll smoke hash and it helps me. Other times I smoke it and it it doesn't help, you know? Sometimes it brings up a little bit of anxiety because I'm dealing with personal stuff. And other times it just kind of takes the edge off. So like anything, take it as needed. But I always need weed in my system, so I try to smoke my bong. That always is like a more like, I wouldn't say mild. I would just say, I guess I like to switch it up, you know. If you're smoking a lot of joints and you're like, oh, let's fucking smoke the bong for a little bit and switch it up, switches up the high and the overall experience of smoking cannabis. So maybe it's just a variety thing I enjoy. But lately I've been smoking my bong, which really makes me want to make more bongs, you know what I mean? Or bubblers or stuff or flour. It's funny, sometimes with like, at least for me, like whatever I'm currently into or doing at the time, as far as like what I like to smoke, like I'm smoking a lot of bongs right now. I'm like, God, I want to make bongs. It's kind of like <clears throat> you get inspired if that's the main thing you're doing at the time. 
But we got some good hash on the table today. We got some GMO. We got some Dirty 30. We got some Han Solo burger. And we have some sour papaya. Definitely going to take some dabs today. I just wanted to start out just with my joint and get warmed up. On the table today for pieces, we have this really, really cool um, EHJ RBR. I had it on last episode with Rye Dyer, but I didn't talk about it too much. I figured I'd feature it on this episode and also too. I'm sorry I talked so much during the Rye Dyer interview thing. I just, you know, it's a weird thing to ask someone to come sit down in front of a camera and be interviewed, especially if they're like a homie. So I think I was more focused on trying to keep my guests comfortable. And I feel really funny when there's like pauses or awkward silences. And what I realize is I watch like a lot of podcasts and there's tons of those and I don't care about it. So me as the person making the podcast, I have to realize that it's okay if there's a pause or someone feels awkward or you have to like help them out of a hole. You don't have to just keep talking to keep it cool. So on the solos, it's one thing, but as guests, I have to learn how to turn off that solo podcast, um, cadence and, uh, focus more on interviewing, but I definitely learned a bit about Ryan and mandolin, which was cool. Kind of like their origin story in a little bit. And, um, there's definitely more I should have asked, but what can you do? I'm grateful they came on and uh, I love his work and I want to have more glass blowers on. Um, you might find it counterintuitive to bring other people on and promote their work on your channel. But for me, it's, it's like, I just, I'm interested in everyone's work and I also want to see it. And I also want to give other people a platform if I can, I want to see people do good. And, uh, I want to share their work and on my platforms and stuff and not, not trying to like make money or anything more, just trying to like grow the industry. And, uh, but it was really fun. It was fun kicking it with those guys. Mm, I'm smoking some, uh, some Mac right now, some miracle alien cookies. Oh my God. Is it hitting the spot guys? I need to start smoking joints again. I took a couple week break, just ripping bongs, but man, there's something about a joint, especially with really quality weed. It just can't get over that flavor. It's so good. The Mac is just something else. Tastes different for everybody. For me, it's like this fucking sour sugar cookie with some gasoline. I don't even know. It's wild. Like I used to smoke this strain from exotic genetics. It was called Christmas cookies. I think that's what it was called. Christmas cookie. And I forget the cross. I know it was cookies and cream, but it was crossed to something else that gave it this really interesting terpene. And uh, a couple growers I uh, used to affiliate with always had it on deck, so I'd always smoke it, and it was super good, the Christmas cookie. But, man, this Mac, though. I mean, with a bog, it tastes super good, too, but sometimes when you're ripping bogs, you almost, like, forget how special the weed is as opposed to when you, like, grind it up or pack it or roll a joint and like you're you feel it and you see it and you feel how it like packs or rolls into the joint you just feel the stickiness and then you almost appreciate the smoke that much more <coughs> holy fuck but let's get into some glass and then um we'll talk more and do more joint talk and stuff i just don't want to get too crazy and into personal stuff and life stuff before we talk about some glass just for like there's some viewers i feel like they're just trying to check out glass and see the podcast for the first time so we'll talk about glass for a little bit, talk about this piece and take a couple dabs and then we'll just let that fucking, you know, the rabbit hole open up and we'll fall into it together and talk about some crazy shit, I'm sure. Because 
with the uh, level of sleep deprivation and the amount of stress I've been currently going through, um, man, I'm down to get wild with it. But let's look at this piece real quick. So this piece right here is the Exploded Honey Jar Refined Bell Recycler Hybrid. And all that means is I took the EHJ components and design and incorporated them into the Refined Bell Recycler. The Exploded Honey Jar was one of my biggest, it was probably like my most technical, highest end design from the years of 2014 to 2016, early 2017. I made less than 20, but there was three different types of Exploded Honey Jars. There was the Nano, the Mini, and the 14 mil. They were all 14 mil, but I did the 14 mil one was like the full size one, but all the joints on were 14 mil. I didn't do too many 10 millimeter honey jars. There's a couple of them out there. Or 10 millimeter exploded honey jars, uh, but there is a couple of them out there. But this piece right here specifically is just the combination of the most popular design right now that I'm doing, which is the refined bell recycler. And I brought back some of my uh, older school work and incorporated it into the can. And the part of the EHJ in here is literally just this little pillared section right here. And when I say pillars, I mean these little glass pillars that connect. So there's four of them. Um, very much like a egg from Mothership. When I originally made the Explode Honey Jar, it was like my version of an egg. I wanted to make an egg, but I wanted to make it my own. You know, I didn't want to just make the same exact thing and be like, look, a fab egg. I wanted to make something using similar components, but have my own, you know, body shape and everything. Just like cars on the road, all majority of cars have four wheels. There wasn't one guy that patented the four-wheel car, then everyone else just had to use two or three. No, that's not how it works. So I did a similar thing where it's like, oh, I like the components they're using there. I'm going to incorporate it into a design that's more my style. And that's what I did. And then made the exploded honey jar. And I've explained on other episodes why it was called the exploded honey jar. I'll just briefly touch on it again. The exploded honey jar, the name comes from... Basically, when we lived in New York City, we used to love to go to this place. It was a museum, taxidermy place called uh, Evolution. And inside there, they would have like skeletons and stuff. And they would have these specific type of skeletons on display where it was essentially like a human skull, but it was like blown up into a bunch of tiny pieces. So like when you stand back, you can tell it's a human skull. But when you get close, it's all little individual pieces and everything. It was really cool. So the idea with the exploded honey jar was it was a honey jar that was exploding apart. And the pillars are kind of holding it together and it's all separated. So that's kind of a little origin story of the name and everything. Um, but this piece right here is, yep. A combination of the two uh, let's take a dab on it but first let's talk about the color sorry guys i'm getting ahead of myself i'm like using every bit of my strength to try and sound like i'm not fucking destroyed right now because i am i'm so tired um <coughs> the colors on this are super super unique so cormac took steel wool and he pushed it through gold amethyst which then that kind of looked like blue stardust and i was like it's not purple enough because i really wanted to make a sparkly purple so then I took those sections of steel wool pushed through gold amethyst and I sleeved royal jelly over them. And, <clears throat> and then I pulled that down and made this beautiful like metallic purple tubing. Super stoked on it. And then I was like, all right, it's not super transparent yet. And I wanted to do a crushed opal piece. And the reason I wanted to do crushed opal too is because crushed opal looks so cool with a dark metallic background because it adds so much sparkle to it when it's that metallic flake in there. So when I sleeved crushed opal over it, it made it more transparent and it made, it brought out some more of the darkness of the steel wool. There's still tons of purple in this. It's like really purple on camera. It might be hard to see, but there's like clouds of purple through it too. There's like a purple hue over the whole thing. And then there's like clouds of purple through it. And then it has this like 
dark like dusk sparkle in the background essentially what this color looks like to me is the anti moonstone it's like the negative version of moonstone so the moonstone the color that we use a lot in glass blowing when you heat it up really hot it goes completely like clear with like a little tint of blue and then it'll just have like white clouds through it this stuff when you get it super hot it turns to this dark tint with purple clouds over it. So it's like the negative version of Moonstone, which is like really cool. We have a couple color combinations that we can achieve as something similar that I would call an anti-Moonstone. There's this one and there's another one we do with experimental green and a couple other colors. But we're like refining these colors so much and like pretty soon here, like you'll probably see these colors more on the palette as far as like non-crushed opal and just like their regular form and we'll put them into, you know, more affordable pieces because this bad boy right here is a very very expensive piece these are probably my most expensive solo pieces i make are the exploded honey jar rbrs this is also the only one with the triple drain um, the last two or three that i've done have been like double drains there was one single drain i did that was a clear one back in the day in 2018 um, but altogether i've only made um, one two three this will be the fourth one or fifth one this will be the fifth one uh, the other ones before this were double drains though so there was four double drains, one single drain, and this is the only triple drain EHJ and uh, RBR. So I'm really stoked on this piece. Got a matching cap up here. This is for my dude, John Eddie. Him and his family support me very heavily. Um, it's uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that support me and want to buy glass. There's people that can't even get glass that want to support. But when I say John Eddie and his family support me, I feel like they're like, they like genuinely want to see me do well. You know, there's people that want to support you just because they want the thing you make and they like it. Then there's people you interact with that they just see something in you and they want to see you do well. And it's um, it's one of those gifts you can never say thank you enough for because it's something you can't really buy or anything. It's something someone has to just see in you and believe in you. So very appreciated to John Eddie and his family, um, Tristan and... Um, I don't know everybody's name, but I know John, Eddie, and Tristan. Appreciate you guys. All right, so let's take a dab on this piece. Smoke some hash. My tone might change a little bit. I might stop making as much sense. I don't even know if I've made sense now because I'm literally so sleepy that I just like, I'm just talking and hanging out with friends. And that's what it is. That's nice. Okay, let's warm this up. Take a sip of water and try to enjoy some hash to this fucking... Awesome. I'm so happy with the function on this piece. It's just everything about it, you know? There's certain pieces as a glass blower that we just like fall in love with and like fall in love with and we just like for really like there's like a lot of reasons why I'm so happy with this and I can only really explain it to another glass blower because it's lots of like technical and like skill stuff and like cleanliness things that I'm just proud of. Like, I feel like I'm learning a lot. I also did some adjustments on my spinner caps. I did one tiny, tiny adjustment on them and boy, oh boy, did it make a big difference. Like my spinner caps worked amazing before, but this minor thing, honestly, you wouldn't even probably notice if you put two caps side by side when you hit them. But more of my point is, guys, that every single day I'm out here working, I'm trying to refine, I'm trying to make things better, I'm looking for what I can improve. That's what I do with the investment you guys make into Bear Mountain Studios. And when I say investment, when you're buying RBRs, you're buying merchandise off BMSGlass.com, 
we aren't just we're you're not just like buying something and giving money to someone you're actually investing in someone getting really good at something you're investing in a company that's trying to build a product to be available so it's like some real like ground level shit in my opinion and when people buy pieces they're investing in me able to spend more time refining and making things better and better and better so I'm not taking it for granted or taking advantage of all the gifts y'all have given me and how much you guys invest into my company and my family. I am working hard out here. I'm putting that time in and I'm trying to constantly be better, make it better, learn more every single day. I'm obsessed with glass blowing and I'm grateful you guys are on this journey with me. Holy shit, I'm so fucked right now. You ever just feel like that? Like you just like you just stand like I fell asleep today while, while fucking deadlifting like at my trainer. I was like, cause I work out like three, four days a week with a trainer. Cause I'm trying to f fight obesity one step at a time and or like one lift at a time or whatever. Um, but, and she was just like, looked at me and she's like, you just fell asleep. And I was like, I know I was like, I do it all the time. Anytime she has me lay down on a bench to do any bench presses or any sort of bench workout, I fall asleep. As soon as I like, if I go inside the house and my daughter's like, oh, like sit on the couch and watch bubble guppies with me. I sit down, I fall asleep instantly. I, I can fall asleep anywhere. And that has only really been for the last like maybe eight weeks. Sorry, I just blew in the mic like that. Eight weeks or so. Ever since uh, Cassie got out of the hospital, you guys, I don't know if you got, if you all of you follow me on Instagram, but I made that post when she was in the hospital. I was like, when I fucking get out of here, I'm going to work like a fucking animal. Like I'm going to turn this shit around because I don't take challenges as like defeat. I take challenges as like someone's telling me I can't do it. And then I get amped the fuck up. I get hyped up. I'm like, Oh, you, you don't think I can do it. You're going to throw a bunch of bills in my lap. You're going to hurt people I love and think that it's going to stop me. I'm fucking unstoppable. Dude. I'm, you're going to kill me first. It's just what it is. Like I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person. Functional crazy though. But yeah, so basically since Cassie got out of the hospital, I've been working absolute like savage hours. Like, and here's the thing too with working these savage hours is like the next day I can't complain to my wife and be like, I'm tired. Can you give me a break? Or oh, my head hurts, these headaches. Like I can't complain about any of that because you know what? Like it's just is what it is. I don't, cause like when, if I complain about it, my wife will be like, then don't do it. And I'm like, it's not what it is. I have to do it. We all have to do it. Life's fucking crazy right now. But I try not to complain either. And that's what I'm hoping I'm not doing here. I don't even know what I'm doing back here. This is how sleep deprived I am. I hope you guys can see this. No, you just see my arm off camera. Okay, so what was just happening there is I took this little like Q-tip that I scraped all the like reclaim off this dabber. And then I tried to balance it on something on this table. I don't know why I'm trying to balance it on something. I could just like set it there in the ashtray or whatever, but that was weird. I was literally talking to you guys and trying to balance a Q-tip on something. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm losing grip. It's okay though, because I'm going to keep on moving forward and we got hash. We got hash and we got lots of coffee, so everything's going to be just fine. Um, oh, well, I shouldn't have left this out of the fridge last night. Fuck. That's okay. Fuck it. We'll smoke it all today. It's all crumbly. You ever do that? You get like a nice gram and then you fucking forget it. Um, is that hash? God, that is the age-old question, isn't it? When you're in your on your couch in your living room and you look on the table, you're like, God, that could be, is it food or is it hash? I'm going to leave that right there, and I'll dab that at the end, and we'll see what it is. Because um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have to reheat heat my nail, though. I definitely missed that dab. But, <coughs> man, hash. 
You guys know how the fucking word assassin comes from the word hash? Like, you know that like the word assassin originates from the word hash? You guys know this whole story about the Persian king? I mean, you can't really say yes or no, so you're going to fucking hear it anyways. So, basically about 2,500 years ago, or maybe it was 2,500 BC, you know, that's a big difference in time, but what can you do? Basically, there was a Persian king, though, thousands of years ago, and he wanted a group of people that would kill for him. It, it, with, it, anytime he said, just kill that person, he just wanted, he wanted assassins, but there wasn't a word for it yet. He wanted a group of people that would just do his bidding, like just go kill this guy or take this person out without any question. No question at all. They don't, you don't have to give them any reason. They just do it for you. And um, so what he did was, is he would pay his guys to basically go into really poor areas, find a bunch of poor young boys, get them super high in hash. I mean, get these kids high out of their minds to where they're like blackout high in hash. Then they'd bring them back to the king's palace. The boys would wake up and then be surrounded by food, fountains, naked women, all these things. And the king would come out. And he'd be like, you're in heaven. Welcome. And then he'd give these guys, you know, drinks and food and let them hang out for a day. And then he'd come up to him and go, listen, we're going to send you back to earth now. But when you go back to earth, you need to do something for me. You need to kill this person. But don't worry. If you die in the process, you come right back here. This is heaven. So the boys were like, okay. So then they get them super high again and bring them back to the town or village and drop them off. They'd sober up and they'd kill someone for the king. And they called them assassins, hash assassins, which eventually they dropped the hash off the beginning and just became assassin. But the word assassin originates from hash. They were using hash to drug young guys and make them do, you know, make them kill people and shit. So you smoke weed every day, you know? <coughs> That's must have been some good hash. But honestly, <coughs> if your tolerance, <coughs> tolerance is low, <coughs> I could see that happening, getting blackout high and then waking up in like a castle and you're like living 2,000 years ago. You're not super educated. You've never been to the palace. You don't know what it looks like. You don't know what the king looks like. You like you, so you actually think you're in some sort of, you know, divine heavenly place. <coughs> they let you enjoy all the nice things they have, and then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna send you back to Earth." But if you want to come back here, and or if you die, don't stress because you're coming back regardless. This is heaven. You boys are in. Just gotta kill some people. Shit's <coughs> 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 crazy. <coughs> I wonder how many other words are. Related to cannabis that we use day to day. Not that I use assassin day to day, but I always thought that was an interesting story of the origins of the word assassin and where the first assassins came from. Oh, well, there goes that thing I was going to dab at the end. What can you do? It's gone now. Where is it? At this point, even if it was hash, I don't think I want it. It's been on the floor. <laughs> Some things have happened. Okay, well, let's talk about the function of this piece. So I got distracted talking about hash and assassins and stuff. So I'll just pull on this and we'll just, we'll talk about it. So the EHJ RBRs have a, a little bit different function than a regular RBR. They have this really, really unique chug to them. And not a chug that adds restriction, but a chug that you feel the volume of water being aggressively moved. 
And one really interesting thing about the EHJ RBRs, at least that I'm noticing, is that they seem to use the discs. There's two discs up here. This is actually like a triple, you know, diffused or I guess quad diffused if you count the pillars, but it has the shower head in the bottom, the four pillars here, and then it has the two discs that are right inside here that help it stack, just like your regular double diffused or triple diffused RBRs. Um, but what happens with this little section right here, right above these pillars where the water builds up and fills right in here, for some reason, it seems to like increase the amount of like vertical energy that gets created because there's like a pool of water that's right at the base of these two discs with energy behind it that's like popping it and it, it's just different. It The way it, it just seems to use this chamber really, really well because of this little section here. Um, or maybe it's just like overloading this chamber so it feels really cool when you're hitting it because it's like so much water like going through there. Um, I'm not really, you know, I'll take more dabs to figure that out, right? But I'm not really sure the exact like mechanics of it is, but I know when I'm pulling on it and hitting it, I'm feeling a really high volume of water moving effortlessly and just like the way it's stacking and everything, it's just popping super hard. Wow, that dab is really hitting me because I'm feeling dumber by the minute. I'll be honest with you. There's times where I take a dab and I just feel stupid. I'm like, oh, you can't, you're just dumb now. You just can't talk or anything. Um, it's really good though. That was some GMO from Laser Cat. And uh, I gotta tell you, I've said it before, they're just consistent with that strain. <sighs> My God, this headache though, guys. I've had this, so okay, four days ago, I started drinking Monster Energy drinks. But here's the thing. They're the juice ones. And I only drink them at night. And I drink one, and I drink it at about 11 o'clock at night. So, and then I also take like a bunch of energy mushroom pills and I basically will do a bunch of energy supplements at 11 o'clock at night so I can make it to 4 a.m. Because that last five, six hours of the night are so hard. If you've been awake for like 12 plus hours already working and just being a parent and also being an emotional support there for your partner because my wife is going through the hardest time in her life right now. This is what my wife's going through right now will be the hardest thing she's gone through, will go through until probably I die or something because she'll live longer than me. She's got better genetics. Um, but she's going through some really heavy shit. So like being there for someone I care about emotionally, being there for my daughter as a parent, keeping up with all the day-to-day -day responsibilities and also working insane hours. I'm sleeping about two, three hours a night right now and it's taking a toll. But the monster is helping, but there is a side effect I'm noticing from the monster is these explosive headaches in the morning. I mean, hangover level headaches where I'm like, this is definitely the monster energy drink because usually when I'm staying up late at night, it's just tons of water. I'll drink an energy liquid IV that's more like natural. It's like, um, it's just essentially like vitamins and electrolytes with like some like green tea extract in there. It's like green drink. It's like, you feel like you're drinking fucking leaves, but it's good. And usually I do that. Don't wake up with headaches and stuff. So this is actually like, honestly, a liquid IV ad kind of, um, but I think I need to go back to them. I have two more monsters in my fridge and I fear that I'm uh, gonna drink them tonight and I'm gonna feel like this again tomorrow, but that's okay. I worked out this morning super hard and I thought that maybe that would fucking knock this headache out of the park. Uh, it didn't, it may have made it worse, I'm not sure. And that could just be because they increased the blood flow to my brain because when you work out, your heart rate goes up which increases blood flow through your body. We all know this and if you have a headache, Sometimes it can make it disappear. Sometimes it can make it a lot worse, but feeling positive, feeling good. 
And even if I don't really feel that way, I got to say it out loud to keep tricking myself because you have to live in a place of delusion if you want to get through this life because it is challenging constantly, it seems. We all have our shit we're going through, right? Shit's wild. Sometimes it seems like it's just every day or constantly throughout the day. Someone told me, you know, bad things happen in threes. And I looked at them. I said, I wish that sounds like a cakewalk. It seems like they happen in fucking infinity to me. But at the same time, blessings. I told my wife that. I was like, maybe if so many people didn't love and support us through our glass brand, we wouldn't have all these other things happening. Maybe it's like yin and yang. It's like the universe is like, oh, you want to have a successful glass company and like get your art out into the world? Okay, we're going to do this too. Here's some challenges. But I like to tell my wife that it's all just like, like with this many things happening at once, like got to mean something big and positive is coming like the, the universe is testing us trying to see like what we're capable of do we deserve this gift we're going to receive so we have to go through the trenches and again remember what i said live in delusion so i'm painting a romantic picture in my head of why i feel the way i do and what i'm going through it's how you get through things i don't take myself too seriously folks that's why i can say all that like romanticized like silliness and paint a picture that makes me feel better but i also know too that like Life's just hard. Shit just is what it is. And we all got shit going on. I like, talked to my parents the other day and like, I don't fucking tell anyone what's going on, me and my wife. Like, I don't actually really tell people what's going on. So people, and this is what I said to my wife, I was like, honey, if we don't tell people what's going on and we just work hard and try to stay positive, then people will just assume everything's perfect. People don't know you're going through something unless you tell them. So, and she agreed, but we feel funny if we talk about really what's going on and tell people like in our family, what's the things that are happening and stuff like, it's just like, I feel like I'm being a crybaby or I'm looking for sympathy or something. I don't know. I have this really, you know, that's the problem with fucking organized religion. I went to Catholic school and all these things that go on with me with that shit. That's from Catholicism. That shit is like, you know, suffer and ask for nothing. That's not a way to live. That's not a good way for humans to live. You know? I think some suffering is good for growth and to teach, to see what you're capable of, to know that you can handle the challenges ahead, but I don't think suffering is necessary or unnecessary. I don't, I don't know. I'm really fucking tired and stoned. I'll be honest with you guys. This is wild. Glasses down this whole time. It's just what it is. All right, so I'm gonna take a hit off my 10 millimeter mini double diffused here. A lot of people think this is Plantphibian, but the color is actually blue slime and haterade. It makes a very similar tone to Plantphibian. It's incredible what you can do with all the different slime colors. Like, there's such an awesome, like, ingredient to add to other colors to achieve the coolest shades and opalescent and fumy colors. It's just. The slimes are a great tool. Um, I did some straight slime pieces though. Like last Sunday, so I had like pink, straight pink slime, 14 mil standard, and straight uh, sunset slime, 14 mil standard. Sorry, I'm trying not to yawn on Mike. It's just, it's just what it is though. You know, this, this biological suit, I can trick it as much as I want in my brain, but realistically, like it's a body, and I'm only human. So this shit is just, I don't know. I'm fucking proud of myself straight up though. I'm just going to say it. I'm proud of myself. It's is um, overwhelmed as I am and stressed as I am. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking proud of myself. Like I'm taking care of people. I'm there for my wife. I'm there for my daughter. 
I'm here with you guys. Fucking proud of myself. That's it. You know, because I could so easily just succumb to the stress and just shrivel up into a ball and just say, fuck everything. I quit everything. But I have too much pride to do that. Pride can be something that slows your growth, but it can also be something that helps you grow because with a lot of pride and the inability to quit things or people and you just like want to keep going because of your pride, like you'll get far and you can be a really helpful person to other people, but too much pride. And then you can get into situations where maybe someone wants to buy something from you and they ask you like, Hey, would you do it for this price? And then you're like, no, I really want that $10 more. And then you miss a sale and the ability to build a relationship with the customer because your pride. So there's a balance there with pride. You can use it in a tool to make you grow. It can also be something that deters your growth. Don't listen to me though. I mean, clearly if you've watched this far in this podcast, you can tell you're like, this guy is barely hanging on, but we are doing it. We're making it happen. And we're taking dabs. Okay. That's perfect. Perfect temp. Let's see which way. I think that way probably looks good. Bro, so many people are like, why don't you do customs? And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I had another recent thing happen. It's so crazy. Custom work. But it's never like the piece doesn't work or something like that. It's always like, I thought it'd be more blue. I thought it'd be more green. It's like a color thing. it's the worst when it happens to a good customer that you care about though but what can you do expectations of colors it's tough to achieve the same exact color every time when you're hand mixing colors in studio and making unique colors if someone wanted matching pieces that was like terps or serum, we got that all day. But when you start mixing two or three different colors and blending them, my goodness, is it difficult to make the same shade. And even if you did make the same shade, if you made 10 pieces of prep that were exactly the same, and I made two different pipes, each pipe has a different story and a different path to how it got made. Depending if it's a micro to a 14 mil, there's way different like volumes of glass and heat and like everything. It's every pipe's different. So the colors will strike out or do different things. And man, is it a bummer when you make a beautiful piece and the person is not stoked because the color, they thought the color would be different. But what can you do? Customer is always right. Absolutely. And then we just move forward. And I'm grateful for people that have the courage to let me know that, hey, I thought this would be different. Power to you. However, it reminds me of a situation that I was in yesterday because I will work really hard, bend over backwards, or refund people in a heartbeat. I had a situation with non-glass blowing thing. This is a separate thing. It's a car-related thing. And um, I had someone do um, like, like 
7,800, 7,200, somewhere around. It was like somewhere in the 7 to 8K range worth of work to my car in December of 2020. And I didn't really, like, they weren't done until like January. So I got it in like January 2020. Um, and all the work they did is now like falling apart and things are wrong. And I've taken it to another shop and they were like, dude, these people fucked this shit up. And I have a shop fixing it getting everything taken care of on my vehicle, whatever. But I paid a lot of money to have this uh, done from them. So I went back to this shop, like after only like having the vehicle for a few weeks done, because there were some issues. And they were like, oh, we're in the process of moving right now. Like, we'll take care of you, no problem. I was like, sweet, I totally understand. So I waited, because I have a business, like I know how things go. So I'm super understandable with, with stuff, like big time. A couple months goes by, I contact them. They're like, yep, here's our new location. I go in and um, I'm talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, I'm the new owner. And I find out they, and he's like, yeah, I just bought this business for, like from them. Like I'm the new owner. And I was like, oh shit, okay. And I was like, well, I have some issues with my wrap that I got done. Cause this is like a wrap I got in my car, some dumb shit, but whatever. Um, so it was a wrap I got done. I was like, I got some issues on my wrap. There's some like bubbling and it's peeling off the vehicle and whatever. And um, he was like, well, man, he's like, I'm the new owner. And like all the old contracts and warranties like went away and dissolved when I bought the place. Like I don't honor any of the previous owners stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, that sucks for me. Okay. I got fucked. And then this guy goes, but hey, like I'm trying to take care of people because there's nine other customers that their wraps are falling off their vehicles that are trying to sue me because of what the previous owner did. He's like, so he's like, if you pay for the materials, he's like, we will rewrap your vehicle for you to keep your business. I was like, dude, that's super honorable. I'm a stable with my business. So I was like, let's fucking, let's do it. Like, I don't want you to take a loss. It's not, it's not his fault. He bought a business with shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like shit happens. Like he seemed like an honest, nice dude. And I was like, Fuck yeah. I was like, let's do it, bro. I was like, I'll save up some money. And I was like, I'll come back to you when I got it and we'll fucking get this shit done. So I brought the car in yesterday to get the process started. Um, actually, no, let me tell you this first before what happened yesterday. Three days ago, I noticed some peeling on my wheels because they supposedly powder coated my wheels black. So I hit them up and they're like we don't powder coat here he's like i he's like i only do the wraps i didn't buy all the powder coating stuff i was like okay so i contacted someone else i was like maybe they can fix this wheel for me because it was just one wheel and i bring it into this other body shop like a really nice one like i walked in this place there's fucking like lamborghinis and everything in there it's all like so clean you could eat off the floor i'm like this is so it was such a cool place i was like this is fucking dope i was like i wish i would have brought my car here first fuck but i go in there and they look at my wheels and he goes, dude, they spray painted your wheels. Like he's like, this ain't powder coating. And he showed me it wasn't powder coating. And then he showed me what a powder coated black wheel looks like that they had there. He's like, how much do they charge you for this? I was like a thousand bucks. He's like, it's 500 bucks for us to do our nice powder coating. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I was just getting fucked left and right by these guys basically. So then yesterday I go there and I'm at this place talking to the new owner. And then who comes out of the main office? the previous owner, the guy that sold me all this shit. And then he's just standing next to me while we're talking about like them fixing the wrap. And I'm like, wait a minute. And he's like, oh yeah, he still works here. He's like, I'm the new owner. I was like, 
I was like, do you guys just make the next guy, the new owner, anytime you need to dissolve a bunch of contracts you fucked people over on? Like once we hit 10, we need to make a new owner to dissolve the company. And then, you know, then it, then the new owner has new contracts. And by the time he has 10 angry people, then we dissolve. And then eventually the janitor owns the fucking place. Like, I'm not sure how they do things over there and I'm not going to throw them under the bus and I'm not going to fuck because the new owner, technically the worst thing he did was lie to me because I'm not done with the story, but yeah. All right. So I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get the process going. Let's get the car fixed. Like the wraps falling off, all this shit's going around with it. And I bring up, I was like, yeah, also too, I don't know who did the powder coating or if you outsourced it or what I was like, but. I, my car is not even here right now to drop off to be redone by you guys because it's at another shop fixing what you guys did to the wheels because you fucked up the wheels bad. And the, they had to like do work on the calipers because these guys sprayed them while they were on. It's like a whole thing. It's like really bad. It's like, it's, it's, it's so bad. It's like crazy. I'm like, this is a life lesson. This is just me learning because, you know, whatever. So, um, and he's like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe, I think this guy may, might have been Nico. I'm like, cool, we, we all have someone just to blame, and it's no big deal then. Sweet. So I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not being rude. I'm just listening. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so what's the price? You, like, you said it was going to be, like, like twelve to 1500 bucks for you guys to redo it with material cost, even though I know the roll for the car, the wrap, is only $300 for the roll of vinyl. So, like, whatever. But, um he goes, um, he's like, yeah. So he's like, I did the numbers and he's like, this is it cost. He's like, he looks at the, the previous owner. Cause they're both people are now standing there with me and they're talking to each other and they're talking about the price. I'm like, Oh my God, the dude that I just gave like almost $8,000 to in December, six months ago or January, six months ago is standing here talking about the new price. I'm going to pay for them to redo the work that they did six months ago. That was supposed to be warranted for six years that I paid for the warranty and everything. Um, it was extra. And then he turns to me and looks, he goes, okay, it's going to be 6,800 bucks. He's like, and that's it costs. He's like, that's a good deal. And then I, I smiled at him and I was like, awesome. Thank you. See you guys later. And I just left. I didn't cause a scene. I could have gone off on it, not the new owner. Cause the worst thing he did was lie to me and tell me it was going to be one price. And now it's four times the amount, whatever. And strung me along for three months and wasted my time. But the worst part was the previous owner standing there being part of the conversation. And I'm like, Oh my God, like they think I'm a chump. They think I'm like a fucking idiot. Like, this is wild. Like you think I'm going to trust these guys to do, it'd be like me coming to your house and building you a beautiful deck on the back of your house. And you're happy with it. You're like, this looks great. And then six months later it falls off the house. And like, then you contact me. And I'm like, yeah, we have a new owner. Um, and then the new owner being like, yeah, we'll, uh, We'll, we'll put a new deck on for you for full price. Would you go with the same company again? No. Like if something happens like that with me, like if something breaks cause of my fault or some shit just happens cause glass is glass and life happens with people. Sometimes I fucking take care of people. Like, so for me, it was just such a shock and I wasn't even going to argue with him. Like, I love that saying that the bees don't explain to the flies why honey is better than shit. So I'm not going to sit there and argue with someone and waste any more time. It's already cost me too much. Time is the most valuable thing I have. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and argue and just flex egos and scream at each other because that's not going to make me any money or get me anywhere. I'm going to smile and leave because they'll just be confused at that point. And their confusion will be my gift. And then he texted me today like three times, been calling me, like, like where, are we, where are we at? Like He's like, I'll get this stuff ordered. Let's get this started. Just bring in the down payment. 
And I'm just like, I'm not going to respond to this guy. Fuck this. Like, you know, I learned my lesson. I got fucked. It is what it is. And it was a healthy learning experience. You win some, you lose some. They got me for like, I actually am giving the benefit of the doubt because there's one thing on the car that hasn't fucked up. So I subtracted that one thing off the invoice. So they technically only got me for $7,200. So it is what it is. But now I'm going to have to pay another company to remove this wrap that's like falling off the vehicle and then put a new one on. Um, or maybe not even put a new one on, just remove it because I can't have it's like flapping and stuff. And, you know, you don't want the fucking wrap coming off the hood and going over your win windshield when you're going down the highway or something. My point is, it's just if it's not sticking, it needs to be removed for just like whatever safety and my own fucking con like conscious like mind. Because if I, every time I look at it, and it's ripped. I'm just going to think about people that fucked me over and I'm like, Bleh. I didn't mean to just rant and complain right there for fucking 15 minutes if I did. Um, but this is a glasses down episode. I don't know if anyone's even going to like this. It is what it is. I have to come to terms. That I'm just going to make these because I like to make them. And some people are going to love them. Some are going to hate them. Um, I just hope it doesn't hurt the business overall. But man, that dab was good. I think I took another dab of GMO. Did I? I don't even know, guys, honestly. I think I keep dabbing this GMO because... It's the lowest one and it's been out and it's super dry. So I'm like, it's like when you have leftovers and you're like, well, fuck, gotta eat that chicken before it goes bad. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what this fucking jar of GMO is at this point. So like we gotta get our leftovers in before it's too dry. So I'm probably just gonna finish that this episode and just keep rocking that. But we have a lot of cool stuff coming up for Sunday sale. I'm trying to have some different stuff besides just the RBRs, even though I know those are selling. But like, I have some like amazing collectors I've been supporting forever that want. They're like, oh, do some more honey jars, do some flower tubes, like, and I want to so bad. So I'm really, really trying to get to a point where I can take the time to do that. It just seems that every time I go to do it, it's like some shit happens and then I get them all half made. And then, cause I have some pieces that have been like half made. I just have to finish them. But it's just finding the time. I got a lot of excuses today. It feels good. It feels good. It has all those excuses. Sometimes like, like when I like, you know, this is more of like a guy's thing. If you like are a married man, you know, you just accidentally, maybe you like go get a snack and you leave the bread on the counter or something, or you left the mustard out. Fuck. Or you forgot something. And like you get in trouble or whatever. And then like, or you're like this, like, I always wish I had a scapegoat. Like I was hoping when my daughter was born, she'd been my scapegoat. I'd be like, Oh, fucking Stell, She did this, man. I tried to do it with the dogs and cats for years. I always blame it on the cat. I'm like the cat, like Cassie would be like, you left this out like ah oh, the cat you left the lights on the cat i swear that cat was in there like i swear like, i just want someone to blame and that's why i get jealous of my wife sometimes i'm like you got a scapegoat if anything goes wrong you just blame me i was like who do i got i don't have a scapegoat i was like i want to be on the pedestal with you scapegoating blaming people sounds fun i'm just kidding oh my god okay i'm gonna take one more dab and then fucking it was a really weird episode for you guys, and I hope you enjoyed it. Very little about glass blowing, but I'm sure you, I've been doing much of it. I haven't been posting much on Instagram because I am super stressed and working a lot, and I just don't feel like myself. So I just haven't been posting too much on Instagram. Um, but like any challenging time, they're all temporary, like everything. So it's just a moment. Just got to like learn from it and 
find a way to get through things in a positive way that doesn't affect your loved ones. And I'm saying all this out loud to remind myself, you know what I mean? Because when you're really sleepy, you can, uh, that ego could take over and be like, I'm tired. I work hard. Don't mess with me. And I have to keep reminding myself, like being tired and working hard is not a valid excuse to be an asshole to someone you care about. And I have to remind myself that because I'm fucking human and I'm not usually an asshole, but I get a little sassy, I get a little sassy if I'm sleepy and then that sass comes out and then, and then I don't want to be rude to anyone. So when I'm this sleep deprived, it's a constant mantra of like, remember, just because you're tired and work hard is not a valid excuse to be rude to the people you care about. And I wish more people would do that because I swear to God, you know how many arguments and bad things happened when I was younger just because I wanted to let someone know that I think I have a valid reason to be rude to you right now? There's never a valid reason. Even if someone's being rude back to you, there's always a different response that maybe you can diffuse it or calm them down or figure out why they're upset. You basically just have to be like, you almost have to like live your life like the cool uncle on the bleachers at the soccer game. Like you don't want to be the parents or even at the school. You just want to be waving from far away and just like, oh my God, where's my point going here? I'm so baked, guys. There was This is actually an analogy I have in my head that I use all the time, but I'm too stoned to even grasp it and put it together right now. But sometimes... For me to stay calm with things, I have to live life as if like I'm like outside my body kind of watching it happen. Like so that way I can cope with things when like I'm personally feeling stressed, but then I have someone that comes to me with stress and I don't like think about me. It's the only way I can think about put others before myself. This is my really horrible way of explaining. I try to put other people before myself. And the way I do it is by painting a picture in my head as if I'm like watching the game or I'm looking on the outside of the fish tank or I'm like the, the fucking like chill uncle that's at the soccer game just watching i don't do any of the work i'm just kind of like watching it happen i don't even know if that makes sense but here we are at 48 minutes 49 minutes somewhere in there and it's, it's we knew it wasn't going to make sense at this point i think i need to have Keymaster on here um because if me and him got on here what would happen was is no sense would be made from the first five minutes to the end there it would be so much confusion but you guys probably hear some wild shit and then you have to go look it up for yourselves. <laughs> or you can be like, I should look it up. And then pay him extra for that episode. Luna. Luna. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? You guys probably didn't even hear that, right? What, buddy? So Bane's ear infection's better. I know you guys were all wondering. He's doing good. I don't know if you can see him right here, but he's chilling. Yeah. Taking a, I'm not taking a dab of GMO, even though I said I was going to finish the episode with that. I'm actually doing some of this Dirty 30 from Peace Within Hash. Just love the color on it. It's so, like, blonde. There's something about, like, certain consistencies and, like, colors of hash that just make you even more, like, excited to smoke them. Especially when they look like, like, frosting or, like, food, like, mashed potatoes or something. I don't even fucking know. Like, those consistencies and they're wet and kind of look like mashed potatoes or frosting. You're like, ooh, I want that. Like, terps. And that's where this stuff's at right now. It's got a great cure on it. It's pretty awesome. <coughs> well, I'm honestly feeling better, guys. This is, uh, it's been fun to just vent and talk about shit and sit here and remind myself of all the shit I got to keep working on. 
I'm not sure what this podcast is anymore. Sometimes it's an interview. Sometimes we're talking all about glass and making an effort. And other days I'm just going through some shit and I just need to come on here and hang out and talk. You know, it really is something different, but I don't know anyone else that's really like doing it in my circles or anything. And I'm like, why not then? Just keep doing it. Like what, if no one else is really doing it, it's going to kind of do something. Even if it's not positive, it might do something. Maybe negative. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I'm just waiting for this fucking thing to cool down. That's really where we're at, folks. We're at the point where we're actually just trying to kill the last 35 seconds while we wait for this fucking nail to cool down. Look up that story about, like, the assassins or hash assassins or whatever the fuck. It's spelled like hash with assassin. 600 degrees is too spicy for me. I haven't adjusted the dab right yet. I just know that it's too spicy for me, and I let it go down to about 570 or 560. God, I've been yawning so much. Like, I can't believe I did this for fucking years. I've only been back on this shit for like eight weeks, and I am like shocked that I did this for years, this type of grinding. I just can't even fucking believe it. It was so different, I think, before the baby, though. Because before the baby, if I was really tired, I could sleep at I'm up. No matter what. <coughs> sorry, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm coughing bad into the mic right now. I'm really not trying to do that. Jesus. <coughs> okay, that dirty 30 might have been like a little too much for me right now. I think my glasses are down. What a weird episode, guys. I feel better, though. I'll tell you what. And I'm proud of myself. I'm going to keep crushing. Hope you guys keep crushing, too. Don't forget to find things in your life that you can be proud of yourself about, even the most minuscule things. If you started turning off the lights in the bathroom when you walked out of there, you're like, I've always never done that. You don't have to tell everyone about it, but you can be proud of yourself for even the little things. You know, fuck yeah. I keep remembering to turn the lights off. That's dope. And I'll be free with you. That's one of my things. Like, I don't tell my wife that. I'm like, hey, I turned the light off. Like, but, like, I've been hyped up lately, dude. I've been, like, turning lights off and shit and, like, doing some dishes and some, some shit. Like, after I, after I, right after, because I'll cook dinner a lot of the time and lunch. I cook a lot of the meals. Um, but usually I'll cook and then just leave all the dishes in the sink. But lately what I've been doing is when I finish my dinner, I just, like, go out there and do the dishes and then, then go out to work. Like, I know it sounds really stupid and corny, but I'm going to be proud of myself for even that little shit because I'm trying to be more helpful around the house while my wife's going through some shit and I'm just... You know, I'm just, you got to find those little things, you know, folks, it's all, it's all about, but I'm good. I'm happy. Life's great. I'm just growing up and learning how to do a lot of things at once. So overwhelming at times, but grateful for all the blessings I have and all the support I get from you folks. And, uh, man, don't forget to check out that Sunday sale we got coming up on the 18th. Um, make sure you sign up for that newsletter so you guys know about all of our little accessory drops we do. We're going to start doing like way more drops of like accessories and smaller drops of like select pipes. Like here's a flower tube drop and we're going to try and spread them out a little bit more and more consistent. So we're having more drops happening every month with different stuff. So there's like different types of collectors and like, you know, we're, we're working on so much stuff. So uh, just know that even though you're not seeing me post as much, I'm over here like absolutely crushing. I'm just working through a lot of uh, personal stuff right now. And it's, you know, if you don't feel like yourself, you maybe you don't want to like put out like a weird vibe on the internet in a 15 second video or a one minute video on Instagram. It's very difficult to um, 
and you know project like how you really feel whereas in an hour podcast you guys watch this whole thing you're like yeah dude like i see where he's at like and if you don't that's cool too but i hope this was a good effort to uh express myself and talk to you guys but yeah thank you so much everybody episode 66 what a perfect number to have this type of episode the first class is down a weird one a little bit dark maybe some comedy in there some history who knows but episode 66 it was fun i'm gonna finish the rest of my mac joint and i think i need to have another smoothie or something because i feel like i'm dying have a great day everybody